Hello, podcast listeners. This is BA. I'm doing an introduction to this very strange episode. Well, it's not really strange. It's just a little bit different. This episode is a very special episode in that we're talking more about our feelings about the Bruins' loss to the St. Louis Blues and Stanley Cup final, how we're all processing it. Now, the first part is with Tim and Jeff, the normal people. We talk about injuries and so on and so forth. In the second part, we talk to some friends of the podcast, uh, Mandy and Josh, to see how they are feeling about it because, well, you know, it's good to talk to friends, try to get through these things together. And we're treating it kind of as group therapy in a way because we're all kind of stunned and dealing with the loss still. And I know it's been almost two weeks or, yeah, it's been like two weeks. I don't know. Uh, And it still hurts. Still hurts. But anyway, the point is, is that this episode is a little bit different. We do talk about our feelings uh, about the loss and everything. And I know some people are not into that. And that's fine. You can not listen if you don't want to. Not every show is for everybody. I get it. But, you know, if you want to stick around and listen to it, you get to hear a very special episode where we're trying to work through how we feel about this Bruins loss. And don't worry, this is not the last episode of the season because we have an episode where we're going to wrap up some of the business uh, of the the silly business of the podcast. And we will be talking about the draft and free agency at some point in the near future. So thanks for listening and enjoy. It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely on Topic. This, this episode is going to be a very special episode, broken into many different parts, but I'm here, I'm VA, I'm here with Jeff and Tim. Hey. Hey. And I did that all wrong, but that's okay. And we're talking about the end of the Bruins season at the hands of the St. Louis Blues. Now, I want to say that we're going to we're going to try a different approach to talking about this in a little bit, but we do want to talk about the injuries that we found out about the Bruins. I, I don't want you guys to give me any feelings right now. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get in into the meat of things in a little bit. But why don't we talk about the injuries that we found out about the other day? Um. Yeah, so uh, I do have kind of a list here of the stuff that happened. So um, the first one on the list here is we had Brad Marchand. Um, he had an abdomen thing going on. He also had a groin thing going on, and he also sprained his hand. Um, so he was just hurt all over, I guess you could say. Um, Patrice Bergeron had a groin injury going on. Okay, let's talk about let's talk about the Brad Marchand stuff. Okay, the groin that's a new one for him. Abdominal injuries. Wow. I mean, is that like obliques and stuff? I don't know. He didn't really say. Maybe a sports hernia. They didn't. He would have been more specific. Well, a sports hernia. They'd be more specific because that's a surgery thing. Right. Yeah. His sprained hand, though, is a very interesting thing because apparently he sprained it during the season, and then he re-aggravated it when he did the scrimmage. Because I saw that happen in the scrimmage. I'm like, it was like right in front of me. I'm like, oh shit. What do you think about all of that stuff? It explains a lot of the stuff that. 
kind of people people talk about despite him like leading the team in scoring through the playoffs uh people talked about how he kind of like disappeared and um stuff like that well the whole first line was just bad in the the finals let's 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 call a let's call that spade a spade if you had just bergeron injured and the other two not injured that would have been a great improvement over what we got but we had each member of that line was injured and by game seven, I know we haven't gotten to pasta yet, but you looked at his face when he was on the bench. He was borderline screaming in agony that entire game. Yeah. I, pay, I picked that up about five minutes into the first, too. <laughs> That's why he couldn't fa- – he fanned every shot he took that game because of it. Yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure why they, they put him in, uh, other than maybe they just didn't feel like they had somebody who could replace him, obviously. But I'm – beginning to think that you know a traffic cone could have done a better job yes he'd scored that very nice goal in game six but it was few and far between yeah now patrice bergeron and his groin injury this is a recurrent thing it's like three years in a row if it's not the groin it's it was a sports hernia or something it's just a lot of very similar nature and he's a center so that's got to be really shitty yeah yeah and and like with them being bad i mean i think we all expected some type of injuries to come out i think just because we we know how this team looks when they're healthy and everyone's rolling and i'll tell you what game seven wasn't it they did not look healthy they didn't look like they knew what was going on, and yeah, the whole Patrice having a groin, especially that can't be fun taking faceoffs with a groin injury. That's got that's got to be absolutely awful. And I think there were a couple games there in the final that that Ryan O'Reilly kind of had his number a little bit, and I can see why. Right, right. So, Tim, as you were telling us about the injuries, tell us about David Pasternak. Yeah, he re-aggravated the thumb, uh, which is something I kind of thought he about earlier in the playoffs when he was just, especially against Columbus, it was really noticeable how he was kind of fanning on a lot of pucks. Puck was jumping off the stick a lot. Um, I thought maybe it was something that he w- it was still bothering him or he heard it. Um, that doesn't surprise me whatsoever because kind of, again, like Jeff said at the game seven, he fanned on every shot that he took because I, I don't think he really had a feel for the stick at all um, with how his thumb was. Yep. That's, that was, uh, that was actually when he re heard it was during the Columbus series. He didn't say which one, uh, which game, but that was when it was. It's too bad that that whole injury was a freak injury to begin with. Um, kind of one that, it's it's almost like it was almost like an Adam McQuaid type injury, except it was off the ice um, when it initially happened. So uh, it's just too bad. I I feel like with the team, they just they got beat up. They got beat up hard. Well, uh, we got more. That's just the first line we've covered so far. <laughs> it's true. Um, of course, next on my list is Jake DeBrusque with a concussion. I think we all. And we all kind of expected that, I think. I I thought he wasn't right. And I know that we talked about that. We said that he was never right after that face check. Because that's what I'm calling right. it now. It's a face check. But I didn't think he had a concussion. 
if he had a concussion, he wouldn't be playing. And yet, he played through a concussion. Yeah, that's uh, that's a that's bad nothing. look. That's a bad because look. there's the thing is because he had a bad playoffs, and we've seen based on last year and his record in the WHL, he is a playoff performer. Mm-hmm. And he had a bad playoff, so there was a, there was a bad sign very early on there. And he because he hasn't been good since you know he got cross checked in the face by Nazem Kadri. He face checked. He got face checked by Kadri. Yeah. Yeah, um, we knew he wasn't right. I didn't think he was would be able to play through a concussion, but he did. And when he said concussion, I was like, what? I mean, it makes sense, and I didn't want to think he had a concussion, but he had a concussion. Yeah. I mean, we all kind of would in that yeah. situation. <laughs> so there were some other unexpected ones in there too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there were. Um, let's main, let's let, let, let's wait. Agent, hold Agent eighty six to the end because this one's that one's fascinating. But, yeah, um, yeah, that's that's <laughs> insane. John Moore had a broken arm, eh? He had a broken humerus. <laughs> yeah. So upper, now, yeah. When the fuck did that even happen? Tampa Bay in March. Yeah, he got he got hit from behind in Tampa, um, and uh, that's and he he didn't play after that, obviously, because he broke his fucking humerus. That's the big long bone in your arm. Um, so this brings up a couple questions. For example, so did Connor Clifton actually outplay him for most of the playoffs to get that spot? Or was it because he wasn't healthy enough to be trusted? Or was it because John Moore wasn't tr- healthy enough to be trusted with that position? Well, he's not because he also needs a shoulder surgery. I think Clifton did outplay John Moore, but possibly by less of a margin than it seemed at the time. <laughs> and also, John Moore actually played pretty well in the final. He did, yes. Absolutely. Like, I've... It was like the first time he looked like he was actually like worth the money. But, you know, I also am sitting there like, why are you having a guy who recovered from a broken arm and then now he's got a broken shoulder or, or something that he needs to have an operation on? He's going to be out four to six months. Why did you have him playing in the final? Yeah, I, I mean... Particularly game seven when you could have dressed Connor Clifton. Connor Clifton didn't have a great finals, but he wasn't broken. Right, of course, of course, we know Grizzly has a concussion. I mean, it's obviously not actually better. He was probably just approved to play for Game Seven, and he did score the one goal. But yeah. well, if Jake DeBrus could play through the rest of the playoffs with a concussion, anything goes. Apparently, um, obviously, Chris Wagner's old news. Yeah, what the hell happened? He's not wearing a brace. He's not wearing a a cast or anything. Did he have a surgery? I don't know. Usually, your arm is wrapped up. Well, here's the deal. If it's an elbow injury, like a broken, like one of the knobs on an elbow, for example, which probably what it is with the block shot. When I broke my elbow, there wasn't even a consideration of putting me in a cast. It was just a sling. Interesting. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it's partly, if, it, if it's bad, it requires it. But the problem is an elbow requires the cast. It'll go from like, you know, your palm to halfway up your upper arm. Right. Right. So they want to avoid it because the amount of immob because the, the, Immobility cost is really high, right? Whereas, like you know, if you have your if you break your forearm, that uh, cast only goes to your elbow or barely above it, right? Depending on where it's broken. So I think unless the elbow really warrants it, they like to avoid that, right? So um, was there any other ones? Anyone, anyone else besides eighty six? Well, yes. Zdeno Chara. Um, oh, well, Chara's well, jaw. Yes. Okay. Well, and, that's and not there's <laughs> there's also one other one that we didn't 
mentioned that wasn't known. Um, Noel Achari was playing with a broken sternum. Oh my oh, god, that's right. right. I forgot about that. Oh. Uh, and he did not only did he have a broken sternum, it happened against Columbus. I know. So like this wow. He was also seen in a walking boot after the um after game seven, presumably from block shot that happened during game seven. So he's also got a foot thing now because of that. But yeah, he's been playing with a broken sternum, which again can't be easy. No, no. Um which leads me to the question, it's like, why didn't Coolman draw in for Achari earlier then? Achari was still playing well, but like, a fucking broken sternum, it's got to hurt to breathe. Yeah. So that hit, I mean, uh, that, that um, not hit, but the uh, the slew foot could have done some real damage. Because if you're playing with a broken sternum, it, it's not like a bone that heals over time. You know, especially if you immobilize it. It's a piece of cartilage. And it like takes bone long- there, but it doesn't attach to any other bones. Yeah, it's just like down the middle of the cartilage. Wow, broken sternum in the Columbus series, right? Wow. And then, yeah. of course, the great mystery of Kevin Miller has been resolved. If he was a Terminator, he would be given the thumbs up, being lowered into the molten iron at the end of T two. Like holy shit! Like he got hit. Like you get you get injuries like that by being in a plane crash. Yeah, this is crazy. So in October, he broke his hand. In November, he fractured his larynx. In February, he had a torn oblique. In April, he broke his kneecap vertically. And then as he was about to come back in May, he broke the same kneecap horizontally. During off-ice training, yeah. like So there were screws in it, and then it broke the other direction. (laughs) God, because he'd had surgery and had it screwed ba- and had it bolted back together too. So it's like holy goddamn shit. I knew he fractured his larynx. I even said that he fractured his well, larynx. They so. told us that at the time, right? Like no, they didn't. They just said he had a an, a throat injury. Ah, okay. They did not say fractured larynx, but we all said, "Wow, that looks like what happened to Malcolm Subban." So yes, God, that was awful. Poor guy. Okay, I, I've never. Just, it's, I've never seen an in, like a guy have a season where so many like serious injuries in one season. No, he had terrible season. He still managed to play like forty six games somehow. Somehow, yeah. And I know we talked about in the past. It's like, okay, is Kevin Miller necessary anymore? They'll probably trade him for his last season. It's like mm, that might be hard now. I mean, that's fine. I don't want to see him gone necessarily. It's just like he seemed, he seemed like he'd become redundant. But you know, I think he's a. Uh, He's probably running out the running out the strand on the contract now with Boston because uh, how why would someone take him? Yeah, yeah. He's being held together with duct tape and bubble gum right now. Right, and of course, Zdenichar had multiple fractures in his jaw. He required, uh, you know, wires and plates, and he also had a groin injury, which apparently doesn't seem to need surgery that we know of. I mean, who knows? He barely opened his mouth. Yeah, it should be noted, too, that Patrice's groin injury doesn't need surgery either. I know. I, you know, I, I feel like, honestly, because this keeps happening to Patrice, I, they've got to find a way to get him to rest at some point during the season. Well, that's just it. There's this thing going around the NBA with a lot of their stars and where they just sit their stars for certain periods of time, and they call it for load management. And it's kind of turned into a joke, but at the same time, I mean, if you can afford to do that for your players, uh, still be in the playoff race and then have them come back full bore in the playoffs when you need them, it may not be a bad strategy with certain guys. 
I mean, Patrice is going to be 34 next month. You, you got to start thinking about how you're going to manage him now. And it's hard. It's You can't just say, Patrice, don't play. I mean, you can say it, but he doesn't like it. Yeah, that's just it. We uh, Hockey players are kind of, we always say this, but they're kind of just a different breed. Look at the, all the stuff the guys were playing through. Any athlete in any other sport would be knocked out for any other period of time. But hockey players are just like, nope, if I can if I can skate, then I'm playing. It's basically it. Right. Well, I think by no means just to say like, oh, well, this is an excuse for everything. I'm just saying uh, now we understand why the top line just couldn't perform like they should have. And now it maybe it makes me understand exactly why Brad Marshan wanted to get off the ice so badly that he caused that terrible, awful, no good second goal to happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was also at the end of a pretty long shift. Right. But he's also not feeling great because he's got all yeah. these injuries. So it puts it into perspective. One other thing I want to talk about really quickly. I don't know if you've heard this, dear listeners. The Bruins lost the Stanley Cup final in the seventh game. And that's going to inform our show today, obviously. Now, a lot of people who know nothing about anything have come out and said, the Bruins going out and partying after this loss is a bad look. And I'm wondering what you guys think about that. I have my thoughts on it. I'm going to say that they might have had to drink the pain away. Whatever. Yeah. You know what? You know what? They've been probably, they've presumably been doing, you know, no party and being freaking straight edge for the last two months. I'm like, no, I mean, I don't care if you lost or not. Go out and get yourself some fucking drink, boys. Yeah. Like, you may have lost in game seven here, but like, you played three long series. Yep. This used to be more of a thing that I did in the past, but if I was having a really, really terrible day and I had already had plans to go out that night, I fucking went out that night and I danced and had a great time because it, you know what? There's no sense in reminding yourself how much the world sucks and how much everything sucks all the time. Yeah. Here's the thing that, that a lot of fans forget. Uh, these players are human. Um, they go through the ups and downs and the roller coasters, just like we do. And even more so because they're actually on the ice playing. I know injuries aren't an excuse, but it's a miracle. They got to game seven with what they were playing with. And, at the end of all of that, we saw how upset the team was for each other. Not necessarily for themselves, but for each other. This team loves each other. This team generally has some of the best chemistry out of any team that we've probably seen in a long time. And if they all want to go out together and just be like there for each other, have drinks, just like reminisce, and it's starting the healing process of the season, both physically and mentally. I, I, people shouldn't have a problem with that. Well, plus, like, plus, like, there's there's certain teammates that are not going to be with the Bruins next year. They're like, maybe they're not going to have a chance to crush a beer with with JoJo or Noel Chari again in the near future. Probably Achari because like he's you know localish, but still, right? Right. Right. So grab Big Z a margarita and a big long ass straw and put it in his mouth and tell him to drink up. <laughs> There's this notion, I think the people who have come out and said this is a bad look or uh, second place is still losing, first of all, shut up. Secondly, they're people. And thirdly, they're not accountable to you. None of these players are accountable to any of us. Okay? You may feel like, I go to games and I pay for their salary. You don't pay for their salary. (laughs) That's really cute. That is so sweet that you think that way. No. No, guys. 
They're not accountable to you. They need to go out and blow off some steam. I think there's nothing wrong with this. I'm just sad I couldn't go. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that 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 we're human beings, and like honestly, like I don't care what your reasoning is. As soon as you get all per- pearl clutchy, regardless of the subject, I think you're a douchebag and aren't worth anybody's time. Yeah, I agree. People who pearl clutch are not worth anyone's time. Get the fuck over yourselves. Keep in mind, I'm hovering around the brink of having lost all faith in the human race anyway, so, like, that's a different matter entirely. But I mean, yeah, um, there is that. <laughs> so that, that is informed by a pretty strong strain of cynicism, just to be very clear. Let them, let them be. It's like we don't want these guys to be human. Let them be human. Let them, like, they needed to go out and have drinks just as much as we did after that loss. Like, come on. Just let them, let them be them. Don't tweet at them. Don't comment on their instagram don't be douches to them as much as it sucked that they ended they provided so much joy to everyone in the city everyone was behind them don't just because they lost one game bash them and berate them how would you like it if you had one bad day at work and every single person that you came across just berated you non-stop like come on i feel like tim's playing the part of me today huh <laughs> I can't stand it. I can't stand when athletes, they have a bad day like that. And every single person's like, you should die. You should go. You should be traded. They, they're not allowed to have fun. Blah, 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 blah. Just let them be. Well, all right. So the Bruins went out, blew off some steam. I don't recall anybody calling me up and saying, hey, can I take you off for some drinks now that your team lost? Nobody said that to me. But you know what I've decided to do? I've decided that we are going to act as each other's therapist right now. We're going to have a little therapy session to kind of get out our feelings on this this loss. It's too bad we can't do this in the same room, but it's hard when one of us is in Canada and the other is in Maine and the other one's Massachusetts. But anyway, all right. I don't know exactly how I wanted to do this, and this would have been really smart to talk about before, but we didn't. We talked about puppies and other stuff. So... Because puppies make everything better. Uh, and Jeff's getting a puppy. Anyway. I am, and it's and it's going to be named Bergie, um, listeners, um, to go with my cat, Tuca. My, my continued habit of naming female animals after male hockey players. Wow. So if you get a male anything, you're going to have to name it after a female hockey player. It's going to be like Hillary Knight. Yeah, that's probably about what would have to happen. Yeah. Or Wickenheiser. Cross that bridge when we when and if we get to it. Ooh, yeah. name one Zabados. <laughs> Zabi, come here, Zabi. Okay. Yeah, after or, or get two of them and name them and name name them both Lamoureux. Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> twins. They got to be twins, right? Yep. Jocelyn and Monique. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. Okay. So. Who wants me to be their therapist? I feel, I feel oddly nothing, and I think that's no, no, actually no, a bad wait, thing. Wait, 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 you, you're, you're jumping ahead of what I'm saying. Who wants me to be their therapist right now? Is it Tim or is it Jeff? Oh my god! Anyone who talks to a therapist, usually the pe- person getting therapy talks first. That's why I just went ahead and started oh! talking. Oh, well, you did. You needed to tell me first, so I would know. Okay. Oh, I see. No, it's not like that. It's like uh, it starts off with, "Hey, Jeff, 
Or hello, Jeff. How are you today? I'm a little dead inside, but you know, on the whole, pretty good, I guess. I feel nothing. I don't know why. It just sort of it ended, and I was just like, oh, fuck. Okay. Mostly because I just don't understand what happened in that game seven. Not at the time. Like while I was watching it, like I d- understood the Bruins were losing, but um. I really couldn't wrap my head around the why and how. I was just utterly dumbfounded. So do you think it's because they didn't come out and play like you expected them to? I mean, they dominated the shot clock so strongly, right? Like, that's what I wasn't really understanding. Is like, it came out of the first there was such an absurd, colossal lead in, in shots. But then Rask had his first bad game of the entire playoffs. Nothing made sense anymore. Yeah, I can understand how that would feel that way. It was it was the dumbest thing I've ever watched, is what I'm saying. Like up to and including, you know, things like Freddie got fingered. This was the this game was the dumbest thing I've ever watched. <laughs> <laughs> game seven. It was dumber than Freddie than Freddie got fingered. The end. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm just tired. So, like, when it was end, it was just sort of like, well, shit, but it's over now. So you feel the the relief that it's over. And how have you accepted the result? I mean, like, I'm not in denial. I'm unhappy about the result. I find myself wondering more about how exactly it is that Kevin Miller is even still alive. Should probably change his name to Steve Austin after this. <laughs> the six six million dollar man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, I know I know this doesn't really work for what you had in mind, but like I genuinely just like I don't know if I have feelings at the, about this right now. Do you not have feelings or are you not allowing yourself to have feelings about it? That's a very difficult question to answer because I'm not entirely sure which it is. I mean, like, I went to great effort the next day to, like, not be bummed out about it because, like, I had field work to do and I had, like, to show, like, some company guys around to show some field sites and stuff. So I had to, you know, put on a good face. And after that one day delay, I just never came back to it. Yeah, I think that's about right. Okay, well, it seems like you've accepted it. So you're definitely not in denial. Mm-hmm. At some point, you might find yourself being angry about it. I'm a little disgruntled, yeah, so there's that. Mm. But you don't seem too bad off right now, so I'm not going to worry about you. You'll work through this. I I was more upset. I I know know certain friends of ours are way more down about this one than they were 2013. No, 2013 tore me up way worse. I think I'd agree, actually. It was such a quick sequence of events that happened in 2013 that caused it to go from a, hey, we could win this game to... Oh my god, we just lost the series. Yeah. And like I think I think that's the thing is they forced a game a game seven in this series. How could I possibly feel worse about that than a game than a series that only went to six? Right? Right. And right. I'm not trying to slag on the friends of ours that feel that way. But like, you know, it's just like they they pushed it to game they pushed it to seven games. It wasn't a competitive game seven and was alarmingly familiar game seven, to be perfectly honest. Thank God for Matt Grizzlick, because had that ended four, if it had ended 4-0, I think I'd be a lot more upset right now. Right, right. 
Like I was bracing myself like, please don't be that. Please don't be that. Please don't be that. I know time is a wheel, but no, please no. So I think Matt Grizzly scoring the goal probably resolved me of a lot of the, the issues I would have had with that game, maybe. If that makes sense. No, I, I, I can get it because at least you had some tangible proof that they were in this game. Other than the nebulous uh, shots on goal that didn't result in anything. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go right over to Tim now. Hi, Tim. How are you doing today? I'm okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, this, this series was, a up and down whirlwind during the game as it was happening. I, I lost some followers on Twitter. I was pretty upset. I'm not going to lie. I was, I was, you do have a habit of being a little reactionary on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was, I was, I was very, I'm going to admit I muted you. <laughs> I probably would have muted me too. Um, it's it was not great, but after um, kind of going through that and then kind of having the end result happen, um, like I am, I, um, I think I'm more kind of at peace with it than I thought I would be uh, going into the series just for personal reasons. I was like, I could really use this win. Like I could really use this team doing well right now. It would go a long way. You needed then, the distraction. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely needed the distraction. And um, with that, I was like, geez, they couldn't win and all this stuff. But then at the same time, after seeing them lose and then kind of seeing how I feel after it, it almost feels like it was good that they lost because it made it seem like that. Like it showed me that I could be okay with like a loss. I could be okay with the loss. So I think that's good. I definitely didn't like it when it was happening in the moment, but looking back on it, uh, it's not, it's not as bad as I was making it seem on Twitter um, initially. And I think I'm more upset now at the reaction of other fans than the actual loss itself. And by reaction of other fans, I mean, trade this person, trade that person, get rid of this person. They're no longer good. We need to change something. They lost, so they can't have the same lineup and all this stuff. I think I'm more upset at that reaction than the loss itself. I, I feel like uh, people who make those kind of uh, comments, they they might mean them, but I think that they're trying to find meaning in the loss, and their way of finding meaning is blaming it on someone. Yeah, and that's fair. I just don't think you can blame any one person for the loss. The team lost. Like, all of them lost. It wasn't because of one person doing this. It wasn't one person doing that. It was a collective team loss. Well, it is a team sport, so that makes sense. Yes, but a lot of... I, I know 
people try to find who's the scapegoat and all of it, and people are saying it's still too harassed because he can't win the big game. Um, it, it, incidentally, I think that the media people need to stop quote tweeting the, the mitten stringers. Yeah, uh, Conroy's Conroy and Kalman are both really bad about it. It's like just ignore them, guys, please. <laughs> One thing about Tukarask, it's interesting that you say that. One of the things that I, I saw, uh, I saw some tape of Tukarask after, um, well, well after the game, it was on breakout, uh, breakup day. And they talked to him, and I have never seen Tuka at peace like that. And actually looking, he, he looked happy. Now, I know that a lot of people would criticize him for looking happy after that loss, but... He really proved a lot, I think, in this series. Uh, well, it, I mean, in this whole playoffs, he he proved a lot. He he proved that he's uh, capable of being an excellent goalie. Um, but you know, uh, I'm not going to say anything about him not being able to win the big game because I don't think it was all on him. Uh, I think they they reached a critical mass, and and that was it. Uh, critical mass of injuries, and that game seven, they just were barely hanging on and taking shots that, yeah, they had lots of shots on goal, but they couldn't get through. So I, I think I agree with that. And it also kind of reminds me, we talk about game six of 2013, how Bergeron played with all those injuries and we, he probably wouldn't have been able to play a game seven. Right. It almost feels like we got to see what would have happened had Bergeron been, had we pushed that series to game seven. Right. That's what it kind of feels like to me. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can understand that. Uh, it's, they just, they fell apart and I can't blame them for falling apart. I can't. This is how the blues have played the, played the entire playoffs. It's how they beat the, it's how they beat the sharks. They're not grinding their opponents to dust. They're bashing them to bits. So it's yeah. like, I would have rather have seen the sharks. And I was on the record of saying that many times. I I agreed because uh, they they had the sharks number even if the sharks were really hot they had them they their games against um, St Louis this season were <sighs> tough and I I didn't want to see them again that's all the big thing with the sharks is that yeah if you're a good defensive team they fold like a map because their defense is 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 not a good defensive defense right right. <laughs> So if you keep, you know, Carlson and Burns from scoring goals, all of a sudden you have a you can walk right in, into their D zone, right? So yes, the Sharks would have been a, a better matchup. Right. But they bashed them to pieces. And they got bashed to bits. As did the Bruins. All right. Let me tell you how I'm feeling. Yes, sorry. VA, how are you today? I'm okay, uh, but I wish I were better. How are you? Uh, how are you coping with the uh, Bruins' loss? I'm having a hard time with it. Go on. I felt so confident. I thought they were going to do it, and I feel like I had basically. Uh, I was so confident, especially since they game uh, they won Game Six. I thought they definitely had Game Seven. There was nothing, nothing that was going to stop them from winning. And then very early on, it proved to be wrong. And as they kept losing, you know, when they got to the third uh, third goal against, um, I 
was like, well, I'm just going to get in my pajamas because I'm really tired now and I don't feel like wearing Bruins gear and I don't feel like I necessarily want to watch this game anymore. And then as soon as I got into my PJs, they scored the fourth goal and I said, I'm done. I'm done. I went into the other room and I decided to watch documentary now instead because I needed something that was going to make me feel a little bit different. And then I heard the cheering I heard cheering and excitement, and I went out into the living room again and saw that, no, it wasn't fans. Um, It was the the St. Louis Blues holding the cup, and I can't look at any pictures of them with the cup. I can't look at them celebrating. I just, I can't do it. So I'm not doing it. It's not saying I haven't accepted that they won it. I accept that they won it. I just don't want to be... Uh, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see that at all. And all I wanted to do, I wanted to only look at pictures of the Bruins being sad. That's all I wanted to look at. Because that's where I am. Um, I feel like I'm bad luck. I feel like I'm bad luck for this team. I've been to two finals since I've been a fan. Um, You know, I watched back in 2011. Uh, I don't have the memory that everybody else has because they were very, you know, very involved with uh, the whole cup run. I only watched kind of like, hey, out of curiosity. And so I watched in 2013. It was like my first year watching hockey and I was starting to get the hang of it. And it was so exciting. And then they lost and that hurt. And then this year they got back and I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be so different. And they just kept winning when they probably shouldn't have won. And then they lost. And if they had lost in another round, I probably wouldn't be as heartbroken. And I know that it ultimately doesn't mean anything. Uh, You know, they lost. It's okay. Um, But I just wanted all of that time that I spent watching to pay off with a win. You know, there's the thing is it's like watching a full four round playoff run is exhausting. Exhausting. Like, like to the point where it's like, I'm excited for my team. I have to watch this game. I really don't want to be watching hockey anymore. It's fucking June. Yeah. And to not get the play and not to get, and to not get the payoff is pretty upsetting. Yes. And I will say, I've also been slowly thinking about this. It's like, you know what? The two finals that I was able to watch the final game of, the Bruins lost. Maybe I should have listened to radio. I, I guess that's true, too, for me. Because in 2011, the only part, well, I kind of watched. I, was, I watched part of the first period in the back of class on, a, on my laptop. And then listened to the radio the entire second period on the drive home. And then the third period I actually watched. So, yeah. I feel like I should have gone to game seven. You know, as much as as I feel like I'm bad luck, you know, um, I think there's only one game that I went to this season that they lost. And that was against uh, the, the Canadians. And it was like a 2-1 loss. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was, and, oh, God. And that day was terrible because that's when I cracked my tooth and I didn't know it. And But anyway, ow, it was, it was the Peaky Blinders poster night of course i went to that game <laughs> but my, my point is is this i went to game one game one was the best game to go to if you're a bruins fan in boston well, it was the only it was the only good home game um it's the only one they won it was the only one yep. they won so i felt like 
I should have gone to game seven. Maybe we should have gone to game seven as improbable and stupidly expensive as it was. We probably should have gone to game seven and they might have won. That I feel like, I feel like it's like survivor's guilt, except it's like, um, you know, I feel like ultimately I'm bad luck for this team if I'm watching at home. But maybe if I go to the game, they win it. I don't know. Oh, well, as I said, as I said, like earlier in the week, I was thinking, it's like, I wonder if I should stream, just stream audio of this game. But I'm like, no, why would I do that when I have the option of watching it, right? Because mm. the cabins we were staying in had, you know, had cable. I had Sportsnet. So I'm like, okay, full benefit of hindsight. I should have streamed radio. I, I find this really interesting as Bruins fans or as fans that we are so superstitious to believe that we we could make a difference in how we we um, consumed this, you know, uh, and you know it's like I had the lucky jersey, and if the jersey wasn't lucky, I I changed it for the next game. I, it just uh, it's so crazy. It's and whatnot. But here's the thing: this is this is the main problem I'm having. Intellectually, I know that sports aren't about the best team winning. Okay. Uh, it's if, about who's the least broken at the moment that the winning happens. Well, <laughs> it's about who ultimately it's about who plays better on that given night or in that given series or, you know, who plays better enough to win. Right. Um, so I, I, I understand that intellectually. I believe that I understand that I've said that before on this podcast, but deep down inside, I don't, I do not at all believe that St. Louis was the better team. You know, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't either. Um, I, I, honestly, I think it's one of. I feel like the, if they played this series, if they played this series over again, say ten times, I'm willing to bet the Bruins win at least sixty percent of the time. And this just happened to be one of those forty, one of the forty percent of the time that they didn't. That's kind of how I feel about it. So I do feel like maybe it needs to be amended to what Jeff said. Basically, it's like, yes, it's about the better team winning as long as they're not the team that's broken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think that's, that is my major problem with this whole thing, is that I cannot for the life of me, believe that St. Louis is a better team. And it makes me very angry. The, the part that I'm really angry about is this. Ready? No, no, no. Please listen to this. I'm still in therapy. <laughs> Please listen to me. I fucking hate that Ryan O'Reilly got to scream and cry and wail and pout and complain to the media about how he didn't want to play hockey anymore playing in Buffalo, that it was sucking his soul away. And then he goes to the Blues and he wins the fucking cup and the con Smythe. That I'm still angry about. I really hate that. And that, that is why it's uh, another reason why it's hard for me to get over this loss. You know what it is? It's not even like, you know, and I don't like being that guy, but the fact of the matter is, is you can't, you got to address the elephant in the room. If it weren't for fucking Kelly Sutherland and whoever the ref team was in game four, this wouldn't have made it to game seven. Boston no. wins in five or six. I, game four still makes me very angry. 
very, very I have Zangri's game five, but oh, yeah, oh, pretty I'm angry. sorry. No, wait a minute. Game five, <laughs> game five was the slew foot, right? Yeah. yeah. Game four was bad. Game five was just, was just stupid. Two headshots, a slew foot in the hold. Okay. Yeah. No, game five is the one I'm really angry about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But game four was pretty badly officiated too, right? Like, like better officiating. And I think the Bruins take this, take this series handily. Right. So, yeah. in conclusion, fuck Kelly Sutherland into the goddamn sun. I think I think part of that, and people can can say it didn't it wasn't that all you want. It was Craig Berube complaining and changing the narrative after game. What three. the fuck was that? Like seriously, like the refs were the ones that were there. They knew that that was horseshit. Why the fuck did they let that affect them? Like, they all need to be fucking fired. Every one of them. They just flush the entire ref team, even the people not involved, down the hole and get new officials because the league's got to do something after this playoffs. They do. Yeah. It, it was, it's bad that you can allow a coach to basically game the system. And then after he's gamed the system, smirk and say, well, I'm not here to uh, judge the officials. It's not my job. See, yeah. okay. I, I was very angry about the refing. Um I'm still angry about the refing and I don't think I'll ever get any closure on that. But I really just needed to say my piece about Ryan O'Reilly because that fucking killed me. Yeah. It sucks that a player who signed a contract somewhere can whine his way out of town and then be rewarded for it. Mind you, it wasn't the first town. It wasn't the first city he'd wind his way out of. I feel like you don't reward people for that behavior, no matter how good they are. But this is the NHL, and that's what they do. Honestly, you know what's worse is that Riley's probably going to win the Selkie at the awards next this, next week. Oh. God damn it! I'm just I'm just preparing you for it because, like, I just occurred to me while we're sitting here, I'm like, oh fuck, he's going to win the Selkie too, isn't he? If I mean, probably. He, if he does, I'm going to find out where his house is. I'm going to set it on fire. Or maybe I'll drive a car. I'm going to crash a Tim Hortons into his truck. <laughs> I don't know how, but I'll figure it out. That's, oh, he, yeah, he's, it, it's sports though. You can, sports is like literally the only profession, it seems like, where you can whine and cry and be rewarded for it. Like, Oh, it's annoying. Like if you if you're a child and you whine and cry because like you want something, you're not gonna get that something. You're gonna get put in timeout. What happens when you play professional sports? You get traded to where you want to be traded. What? Where is the story in this? By the way, nobody nobody covered this part of the story. Is it because it's taboo? We're not supposed to talk about people's like bad behavior. You know. Because to me, whining and crying your way out of a place is bad behavior. But, you know, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't talk about it. Yeah. Everybody's like sitting there. Through the playoffs, people just bagged on, on Buffalo for that trade, for that trade. which holy shit, Buffalo, that was a bad trade. Um, what was it? You guys terminated uh, Patrick Berglund's um, contract halfway through. Sabotka has been a disaster. Tage Thompson's not a great player. And a first, so 31st overall. I don't know. I mean, just whatever. So it's going to take a while for me to get over this just because I have all sorts of weird feelings about it, but um, it's okay. I, I have the summer to get over it. And now 
for Mandy and Josh. In this interest of having therapy, Perun's fan therapy, I wish I had something that rolled off the tongue a little bit more. I have brought in a couple of other friends of the podcast, namely Mandy, who you already know. You can say hi. Oh, hi. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's audio. <laughs> I didn't know you were like, you needed the, I, I, I wasn't sure. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. And Josh, who's making ah. his first time appearance. That's true, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. I mean, what an occasion, but I'm glad to be here. Yes. Yes. So I'm glad that you're both here. You were the two people who reached out when I said, I think I want to do this for the next episode. And then other people that I thought would, would reach out are like, nah, I'm not doing that shit. Or they didn't say anything. I'm just, I'm putting words in their mouths now. Nope, not doing that. But you guys are here. I'm glad you're here. And we're going to have kind of like a group therapy thing to talk about how we feel about. Now, ready, guys? Bruins made it to the Stanley Cup final. And they made it to a game seven. And they lost. So I know. I mean, did they really make it to a game seven? Because I'm not sure that there was a team on the ice for 60 minutes there. Well, they made it to game seven. Well, I, right. I attended a game seven. I don't know who was on the ice. <laughs> but, I, but I will tell you that it, the game happened. It was the bull gang. They suited up. That's what it That's was. That's what it is. Now, granted, there were severe injuries to... My pride. Well, yes, your pride, for sure. My head, in general. Uh, Josh, There, you had some injury to it as well. Yeah, I mean, the last time you saw me, I think I had more color in my beard. It's very <laughs> white now. Oh, yeah, you want to talk about color? I've not been able to dye my hair during the playoffs because I broke up with my hairdresser. But also... I was going to go blue and I certainly couldn't go blue in the last three months or three weeks. It felt like three months, but it was three (laughs) weeks. Um, But so I am way whiter than, than you probably are used to. So I call it unicorn hair. I am a unicorn. I think you're having a really good hair day though. You probably think that's weird, but I think it looks good. Well, thank you. Um, I went to the gym and did not get a chance to take a shower in between, so I'm feeling really gross. Nice. I went to the rink, and I was 27 minutes late for skate, and um, I got, like, 12 minutes on the ice. It was awesome. (laughs) Well, that's 12 minutes you didn't have before. That is true. That's that's it. So, well, thank you for the compliments. Um, I'm glad you got some ice time. And Josh has got a new house that's maybe not Uh, that new, yeah, uh, I think the last time we did uh, a Skype thing, I was still in the apartment. But this is this is the house. Uh, this is the the new office, which is a lot like the same office, just you know, more more room. And now there's drums, and the recliner is in here, and the bookshelves are on either side of me. And the Triforce is behind you. Yes, it is. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. it's a light. It's engrossing. I'm staring at it. I yes. have been the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I have the wall of Nintendo Amiibos up there. Oh, my. Yeah. It's a bad addiction. But that's okay. There are far worse things to be addicted to. 
there th- this this is true and Drexler has decided to come visit us too oh he's good. down here on the left well we are a very dog friendly podcast and cat friendly because i swear tuka joins us for every episode and oh my god yeah yeah if you hear dinglingling in the background it's usually her so and if you hear snoring it's usually vegas um if she's <laughs> you know so yeah so anyway okay so the bruins made it to game 7 so how are we feeling about the bruins loss you can go pretty defeated i mean i guess that's a little too on the nose isn't it it was I don't know. I, I think after game one, I just had this, I had this really good feeling about how things were going to go. And, you know, yeah, we went down early in that game and, but then came back one, no problem. And I was like, okay, well, you know, clearly there were some jitters and now we're off to the races. And I was very wrong. I went to game one and I thought, this is fantastic. We're, we're totally going to win this series. I didn't think we were going to win it in four, but I thought we were going to win the, the series, you know? <sighs> I know? I am a shell of a human. I'm a corpse. This team has killed me. Um, I, I was confident, but not cocky. Um, I thought we were going to win. I thought it was going to be a long series. Um, you know, a little confident after game one. Game two was like, eh. And then I went to game two. Of course, they lost. Um, <laughs> and then game three was the game where we blew them up. And I was like, all right, see, we're getting it back. It'll be fine. And then I got less and less confident from there. Going into game seven, I was I was okay. Like, I was confident. I thought we were going to win. Um and then I was at the fours pregame and I got this like feeling of dread and it didn't oh. say anything, but one of the, one of the people we were with, um, there's this older couple that owns my seat and, uh, the woman looked at me and said, Oh my God, you need to calm down. And I had this, like, I mean, I, I was, I don't know if, I don't know what was wrong with me, but I was, I felt like I was going to drop dead right there. I was like, so concerned about this game all of a sudden. And it kept coming back. And part of me is like, well, <laughs> had they won, I probably would have needed medical attention. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I am just, um, um, uh, the playoff run, you know, and this is not to minimize whatever anybody else goes through with other sports, but like a cup run is so long that if you watch every game and you follow a team religiously, you're you're dead at the end of it if you don't get what you want. If you make it to the cup final and you lose, you're just garbage. <laughs> you, you gave it all. You gave it all. And knowing how we all are, I think that we're a pretty superstitious lot. Fans tend to be superstitious, right? So we feel like the, our actions outside of the game affect them. <laughs> Even though that's insane. It's insane to think that, you know, but it's like we wear the same jersey. If that doesn't work, we change the jersey. We eat the same food. We do the whatever. And so we give everything that we can. And when they don't lose, we feel like we failed them and that they failed us, which is insane. I feel like I am bad luck for this team. 
I can't help but think like, oh, since I've been a fan, they made it to the final twice. Yes, but then they had those long dark years. <laughs> I'm I'm zero and three uh, in in the arena for Stanley Cup final games. So. Oh God! And that's not just this year. That's one in 2013 and two this year. Oh so. my God! I am one and zero, and I uh, you know I have to say. I did think after the game, I'm like, we should have gone to game seven. It was stupidly expensive. It was, yeah. I mean, I got it. I had a different deal. So I got in mega, mega, mega cheap. But yeah, if if I were buying tickets, yeah, I'd be poor right now because I would yeah. absolutely have to have bought one. Um, I feel like I should have gone to the game because maybe it would have been different because the one game I went to, they won. Yeah, I feel like I shouldn't have. So I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I was nowhere near anywhere. I was I was lucky to get the last few games because uh, we don't pay for cable anymore, so we have to rely on you know what whatever the 2019 equivalent of rabbit ears are, and the first few like a lot of the playoffs I didn't even get to see because you know like the uh, the game pass doesn't cover you for that. Yeah, and then it's like I I don't want to you know sign up for cable and. All of that just, you know, for, you know, a three-month run. That could be two weeks long. It could be two weeks long, exactly. So, you know, it was kind of like I really enjoyed watching Game 6 and 7. I mean, maybe not so much Game 7. <laughs> um, but it was kind of like, you know, I just, I wish I had gotten to see a bit more. And that was why, like, I was really hoping Game 7 would at least have been, like, competitive. I don't know if that would have made it feel better. Um, because, you know... Let's say they go into OT tied at four, and then you know fucking David Perron hits a game-winning goal, and that guy can fuck off to the sun. Do I feel better? I I, I have no idea, but I would have liked to have seen two solid Stanley Cup final games that uh, my team competed in. You know, yeah, it would have it would have been nice to see them actually be in the game. And I know, you know, like I said to somebody on Twitter earlier today. Obviously, they wanted to win. I, you know, if they could have done it, they would have done it, obviously. I mean, nobody goes to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final wanting to lose, but Jesus Christ, like, they, they did not even look composed or competitive or they couldn't, they were doing what they were doing in the beginning of the, or the, maybe the, like, early middle of the Columbus series where they couldn't make a pass but they were going for the, they, they can't pass, but they're going for the extra pass all the time. And, oh, they were just, it was awful. And I just, I feel like part of me feels like, oh, if they showed up, I'd feel better. And then part of me thinks I'd, I'd feel worse. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, the, the, speaking of the passing, it was like their sticks had holes in them the whole game. <sighs> the whole, I was, you know, I, I was in like, I stopped talking completely after the second goal but up until that point you know i was verbalizing much to my dog's disappointment and you know like i i wondered aloud what's happening here is st louis that good on defense which it seems like the media consensus is yes or can the bruins not make a pass is the ice shit what's going on here is the nothing connected I feel like it was three yeses for all of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you could definitely make a case for all of those things. That's another thing. I am so used to yelling at my TV right now. You know, 
Because like something happens and you yell and you're like, stop dropping the pass. You know, stop the drop passes. Because remember in the Columbus series, it was like drop pass. And it was just like, no. Pass turnover, drop pass turnover. All right. All right. Or like David, David Pasternak at the point. No. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) In the beginning of game seven, um, like on the first couple of plays, Tori Krug did the classic, somebody cut three inches off my stick and I didn't know it. And I am letting things bounce over my stick at the blue line thing. And he did it like two or three times in a row. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like this is game seven. I know you're nervous, but Jesus, pull it together. This is Mm -hmm. you now or never. Pasternak whiffed on a bunch of them in that first period too. It was just like, (laughs) bro, like you are so much better than this. I I'm I can't skate, but I'm confident I could hit the puck. You know, I think that Pasta should not have even been in the seventh game, based on the level of pain that he had in his thumb and how he couldn't do anything. So that was really frustrating. That that was a decision they made to keep him in there or to put him in in the first place. After the first half of the first, like I wanted them to be benched for at least the rest of the period because he was just horrifically bad and you know the thing about him and i mean i don't want to call him a one-dimensional player but i'm going to call him a one-dimensional player the thing about the one-dimensional players is when they're not scoring what are they doing and he was trying so hard to do something but he couldn't get out of his own way like he was just a mess out there he's in the wrong place he couldn't he couldn't pass he couldn't shoot he couldn't play deep like it was just oh it was awful (sighs) that whole line struggled yeah. Whole line yeah. Well, how do you feel now knowing that Bergie had a groin injury, Marshy yeah. had a groin abdominal, and he had the wrist injury that he he got that he aggravated in the scrimmage, which that's another thing entirely. And then Pasta re-aggravated the thumb in the Columbus series. How how do you feel? I mean, I don't want to make mis- uh, excuses at all, but yeah. I feel like. Each one of those guys, if one of them had been hurt and the other two weren't, that would be a different game or a different series. It would be a lot of things would be different, but you had injuries to all three of them and they were bad enough that they didn't show up in most games. Right. I don't know that it makes me feel much better. I I guess I that makes me understand it more. But at the same time, I'm frustrated because, you know, we don't know these things, but Cassidy knows these things. And so if you've got your top line that is injured that badly, you got to make a change. Like, I don't care if it's Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, and David Pasternak. Like, you've got other guys that are going to step up. I mean, look at the way Johansson skated the whole series. Like, put him up there. Oh, Why not? So good. Shuffle. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there were other decisions they could have made uh, to to get a uh, better line um, and better compliments to each other and, and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, I, when it comes down to it, um, well, two things actually one. Yeah. I think maybe Cassidy should have done something to maybe try to limit the top lines minutes or I don't know. You don't want to jumble the lines around, but maybe you have to. But at the same time, the third line was really working. So maybe you keep them together and then you jumble the first and the second. I don't know. I don't know what to do. But, you know, I don't want to minimize what they're going through because obviously they're hurt. I mean, look at the way they were playing. But, you know, like Chara said, pain is part of it, right? Yep. 
you you want the cup you this is you play through it and and i know i don't know i don't it sounds jerky of me i do feel bad obviously but i also am just like (laughs) i feel like the wrist and the uh and the thumb injuries were probably worse in the respect of gameplay you know you deal with the pain of the groin and the abdomen um but the, the if you can't actually get a shot off it's you, different. You should yeah. not be on the ice, and that's it. Right, especially if your bread and butter is taking shots. Yeah, yeah. you um, won. You won the shot accuracy at <laughs> the All Star yeah. Game. Uh, yeah, and, and one timers are your thing. You yeah. know, like oh man, I'm still just um. This hurt way more than 2013. Way. Yeah, more. I, I part of me wonders if that's because the way 2013 ended was such a shock mm-hmm. with that, that two goal disaster. Yeah. <laughs> um, where it was just like, I, I couldn't move for like yeah. an hour after that happened. And here it was like, once that fourth goal went in and it was just like, there was, it was something else. And, and just the, the, the futility of it all. Mm-hmm. I, I had kind of given up after the second goal because yeah. You know, they, they had no puck luck in the first. It was like, it, it, there were there were several shots that should have gone in. And it wasn't just, at the at that point in the game, Bennington had been good, but he wasn't otherworldly. That happened, like, starting in, like, the second, I felt like. That's when he was fucking bananas. But, like, yeah, there were just so many, like, close calls. And, and once that second goal, like, the first goal, it was, like, deflating. You know, like, oh, fucking Ryan O'Reilly, of course. You know, and offense is hard to come by right now. First line's not doing anything okay. But once that second goal happened with that fucking blunder and you know that they can't get one goal back, never never mind two, it just, I I was done by the first, the end of the first. Like, I knew it was over. And, you know, 2013, you at least had the, you could, like, it was bad. Like, it happened so quick and it was like, what the hell? But, like, you had, you could take a little solace in, like, Patrice Bergeron basically playing as a reanimated corpse Mm-hmm. I get the punctured lung and everybody was ridiculously injured and it was Chicago and we weren't the better team. We weren't going to be the better team, you know, but now it's just, uh. one of the things I have a hard time with is intellectually. I understand that it's not always the better team that wins. It's the team that plays better that wins. I get that, but I know, I know that the blues weren't the better team at all. And they also got a lot of refing help in other games. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And really, why did they even have refs in the in the uh, seventh game? I, I don't know, because they didn't do anything. Well, there was the one delay a game call. That was it. And that was it. They Yeah, they called. The only thing they called was something they couldn't get away with not calling. Yeah. But otherwise, they just stayed out of it. And it's like, I guess that's fine in some respect. But if you're going to do that, they'll do it for the whole series. Yeah. Right. Don't it, you, it was so inconsistent. I'm not blaming the refereeing for the the Bruins' loss. I'm just saying that in one game, one specific game, their poor refereeing led to the Bruins losing a game. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so this, I, I, I intellectually, I understand how sports work, but I also know that I don't think the Blues were the better team, and I have a really hard time with Ryan O'Reilly winning. The Stanley Cup, after he complained and cried and and whatnot to the media about how Buffalo sucked the life out of him and he didn't want to play hockey anymore and he 
basically got traded out of town because nobody wants to play with that guy in their team. And then he wins the Stanley Cup and the Con Smythe, and that guy can go fuck off. I actually like him. I can't believe I just said that, but I actually do. No, I don't like him. He's a, he's a poor sport who's winded his way out of two places. I don't like him. Imagine forcing your way out of Colorado to land in Buffalo. Imagine that. It's hilarious. I mean, it's just like uh, Duchesne forcing his way out of Colorado and landing in Ottawa. Like, how oh. perverse, like, ridiculous. What a horrible place to end up. <laughs> Both Buffalo and Ottawa. Both. Oh. That should make us feel happy. <laughs> we are neither of those teams. <laughs> the other thing that I, you know, that really, the, the I mean, like I said, I, I don't mind Ryan O'Reilly. Um, but the one thing I will say... Well, actually, too, uh, you know, if you don't if you don't like a team, fucking lead your wit, lead the team. Then you don't have to have a letter to lead. Fucking start fixing it yourself. Quit your whining. But anyway, beside mm-hmm. the point, um, had he not scored in game seven, I think you're looking at Tuka Rask as a Conn Smythe winner. But I just think Tuka got hosed. Uh, yeah. Oh, he did get hosed because if, if the score sheet's on the other side, he's got the Conn Smythe. <laughs> For sure. No question. He's no lights question. out. Lights yeah. out. You can't right. tell me that Tuco wouldn't have played better if his team would have actually answered one of the first two goals. Correct. Yeah. There's there's a psychological effect of knowing that the team's got your back. You know, mm-hmm. how many games did he like just win the game outright for them? Or it was his performance that inspired the team to actually outshoot and outscore the other team. I just I feel like that's that's how teams work. You you make each other better, right? Yeah. So I I think if they had come back in the second period and scored a goal, that maybe goals three and four might not have happened because I think Tuca would have been like, all right, he would have been able to reset himself. But what happened was he just saw his team in front of him just like fall apart, collapse. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, and especially after a first goal, it's on a a really a brilliant redirect. You know, that, that that's kind of a goal, you know, if, I, if I'm sitting as a goaltender, I'd be like, man, go get that one back for me because, holy shit, like, there was nothing I could do about that one, you know, unless I was superhuman, and most of the time I am, but, you know, give me a break, guys. I know. I, I think the backbreaker, though, was the, the goal that Martian decided he needed to get off the ice. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, and I think... That was a massive signal to the team. It was just like, we can't do this. Um, and and I obviously, Marchand has to own a lot of that, but I think Pasta needs to own some, too. He was in the middle of that play and was useless. Yeah. yeah. If I recall correctly. I think so. Yeah, I haven't watched the replay because I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that's, a, that's an interesting thing. I have not gone back to look at any of the stuff from the game. So I can't watch the stuff from the game. I cannot look at pictures or video or anything of the Blues holding the Stanley Cup, celebrating the Stanley Cup. I The parade, I, that was a whole nope for me. I just, I had to, Twitter was a minefield yesterday, so I could not look at any of that stuff. All I wanted to do was see pictures of the Bruins looking sad. That's all I wanted to look at. And I don't know why. When, when we lost and they, I didn't know when I was at the game, or before the game, I, I thought to myself, like, what if they lose? What are you going to do? Are you going to stay there and watch Stanley be presented to, to somebody else? Or are you are you going to take off? Like, what are you going to do? You know? 
and, and I kept thinking to myself, of course, you're not going to leave. Like you, you, you don't get to see, like, it's a once in a lifetime thing to see the Stanley cup presented in a, in a clinching game, no matter who they're giving it to, you know, maybe I want to be there. To, yeah. And maybe I want to be there to boo Batman and things like that. I don't know. So, so I stayed, I booed Batman kind of half-heartedly and they, they brought out the cup and they had fucking pyrotechnics like fireworks like like this was some like fucking like sunbelt hockey like vegas gimmick and i was like what is happening right now um, but that was all through my tears up in the balcony and i had to call my blues friend in st louis graham and congratulate him which <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the hardest phone call I've ever had to make. He's crying. I'm crying. Opposite reasons. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm trying to be um, a good sport. Yeah. And thank you. I couldn't think of the, the words. Um, and, and it was it was not easy. So we talked for like a minute. He called me back again to scream about how excited he was. Hmm. We talked for like 15 seconds because I was like, dude, I got to go. And then, and then they called me Friday night and it was a couple of them at a party together. Mm. Two, two kids I know. And they said, Mandy, guess what we're doing tomorrow? Oh. I said, running me over with a, fl- uh, with a parade float, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I got a call from the parade too. So it's been a, I, I'm, I'm so happy for them. But I didn't, I always wanted them to feel what it felt like to win the cup because I, I didn't get it until I was 29. You know, I didn't really want to be the one on the losing end of that. <laughs> no, understandably. <laughs> so, so this has been especially uh, painful for me the last few days. <laughs> you know, I, I'd, I'd probably feel less hatred towards St. Louis if they had done this to Tampa Bay or to Carolina Oh, I'd be cheering for him. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I might be able to look at some of the calls that were just horrific and be like, eh, well, you know, playoffs, whatever. Not not when it's the Bruins. So it's like, you you know, watching the pre- trophy presentation, even when it's not to your team, it, I think it's an important thing. And you might have, you don't think that you have closure yet, and you don't, but... That's an important part of it. For me, it's like, I can't even look at that stuff. I'm like, it's not that I haven't accepted it. I have totally accepted it. But, you know, I don't want to read about it. I don't want to listen to the radio. The minute they start talking about it on the radio, I'm like, shut up. Do not want to talk about it. Because you're going to talk about it in a dumb way, and I hate you. Yes. Uh, Yeah. God God forbid Boston Sports Radio say something that's remotely intelligent. I got to say, you know, the... the 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 sports that I, uh, there are only two on the radio that are that say anything intelligent and one is the hockey show. Oh, I love the hockey the, show. That is a great and the, show. And the other, and you're gonna laugh at me, is the one that's supposed to be not intelligent at all, and that's Toucher and Rich. They do fine. They're not on the let's blame Tuca for everything bandwagon. They're like let's just have fun and talk about this and. You know, there might be one with like an idiotic opinion and they all make fun of them and whatever. But like generally, if you stick to those two shows, you're you're like, okay, it's like it's the it's the shows the old people listen to, like fucking Felger and Maz and I just can't. Yeah. um, Toucher and Rich, they they see it for what it is. It's it's a game. 
It's supposed mm-hmm. to be fun. You know, yep. they get players to come and do fun things with them. So that's cool. <laughs> you know, yep. De- Jake DeBrusque is like, I'm calling you before every big game day because like at least once a week because yep. you're good for me. You know, so they yep. like so it's it that stuff is good. I don't have a problem with it. I didn't really like the whole they hung up on that guy from Carolina and, and the fallout. The fallout was the worst part. It wasn't they. It was just Fred and they were all yelling oh, at him. Right, 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 right. <laughs> well, okay. It was Fred. I know it was Fred. I, I listened to the thing. And every time Fred tried to justify it, I'm just like, shut up. You're just perpetuating it. Just shut up. But the hockey show is excellent. I, I really love the hockey show. I try to so listen good. to it. Whenever I can, they have it in podcast form now, which is great. I love hearing Beersy talk about stuff, you know, because Beersy Jaffe too. Oh, Billy Jaffe, of course. I I have such a crush on him. I know. He's I so know. handsome. I know he's so handsome. <laughs> I love my Jewish guys. <laughs> he's so good Jewish boy. <laughs> he is a good Jewish boy. He goes to the Jewish Community Center. He lives in Newton. Come on. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, Newton is a place. It is. Such I a, know. Yeah. So anyway, for your people. Yes, yes, for my people. But you know, Boy. I I used to work there for a long time, so I, I really miss Newton. It's gorgeous too. It's just such a great place. But anyway, you're drawn there. It's the homeland. It's like going to Jerusalem, except way greener. <laughs> <laughs> it's nicer than Jerusalem. <laughs> You're probably not going to get hit with a rock. Right? <laughs> uh, uh, Ty Anderson likes to go on Felger Maz, and I, that entertains me. So it's like, so there are bright spots of the media. It's just, I don't have time for it if you're just going to remind me that you think the Tuca sucks. And I don't think the oh. Tuca sucks. But I, I'm glad to see after the Game 7 loss, he looked at peace. He looked happy for him. Like, you know, he's not like ear to ear smiling, but he looks... Yeah. His face, reasonably he, comfortable. He went through something this year. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the media, can I just? I have to. I have to share this information okay. for All posterity. Right. Okay. So on the eve of Game Six, I <laughs> I was talking to this old man season ticket holder, and he's like, "I don't know. I don't think they're going to do it. I'm not sure. I don't feel good. They're too small. They're not tough enough. I don't know." Uh, a bunch of the shit I, I mostly disagree with, but fine. And I'm like, oh, no, they're definitely going to win game six, but I'm pretty confident. I think they're going to do it. We can do this. We're coming home. We got this. And, he's, and he says to me, well, I went to games three and four in St. Louis. I said, yeah. And he goes, yeah. And I'm flying back. I get to the, I get to the airport. And I go over to the gate, and I'm on the same flight as Shaughnessy, Felga, Maz, and oh shit, who was the other one? And oh, and Mike Milbury. Oh, <laughs> he said, he goes, he goes, yeah. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm waiting for my plane, and I text my buddies, and I say, listen, guys, you're never gonna hear from me again because I'm taking one for humanity. <laughs> this plane is going down. <laughs> he said when they landed, he texted and apologized to all of them for still being around. <laughs> So, oh, can I tell you something else that happened? Yes. This is when I this is when I got belligerent. We, we were leaving the garden. So, uh, we're in the balcony obviously because I'm balcony folk and 
walking out, we, we get down, we take the escalator down to the loge and it, you know, season ticket holders, like we, we do everything, the same thing, every game, you know, my, my Heather like kisses the same concession stand employee pregame, every game, same entrance, same exit, everything. Right. We go to leave and we're on the, about the loge level now. And we go to go down the escalator that takes you by like the premium seating and right to like the front gates that we take every game. And we stand in line because there's like a bottleneck at the top because everybody's trying to get down it. We stand in a line. A couple minutes. We get like to the step of the escalator, the top step. And the guy says, sorry, I need to see your wristband. You go, what? He goes, this is for the Blues season ticket holder after party. I fucking lost it. I was like, you can wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is the hundred and... Eighth game of the season, right? 108, something like that. 106. 106th game of the season. And now we have to take the fucking loser stairs. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> I fucking lost my mind. Not to mention that this, the blue season ticket holders get to have a party in your house. Well, that was kind of the, the, the main thing. And then the loser stairs, yes. And then when we left, we, we got out of the garden and we just, obviously everybody needs a fucking cocktail, right? Well, we walk outside and the cops had shut down every bar from Causeway to Fenway. What? Yes. Yeah. So we, like we, the, the guys at the fours had said to us, listen, if you can get down the street, like we'll let you in. And that was like hours before that. And like, this is like in the first period, he said that we had texted him and, um, so the street's blocked off. We get over there, and the, the guy's standing in the doorway. He's like, listen, they're, they're watching us. We can't let you in. Oh. So we ended up just, like, wandering around aimlessly because you couldn't get a drink anywhere. Like, what the fuck? Oh. So, like, I still haven't had that cocktail, and I really need one. Ah, <laughs> oh, Josh, any parting shots on how you feel? Uh, it's going to take a while to get over, I think. You know, like... The usually after the the parade, like if I if my team is lost, like you know with like the Patriots or whatever, like after the the Giants had their stupid fucking parades, oh. you know I was like, okay, it's over. We're in the off season now. Like whatever. Not this one. This one's gonna take a while. And I wasn't very good about avoiding Twitter because I don't know. It's just like my my Twitter is so disorganized. It's like I'm there for like history stuff. But then, like, all the hockey stuff gets in there, and it's like, you know, I watched Blues players celebrating, and it was like, ah, oh, this isn't helping. And, you know, just the, you know, God, God bless that little girl that uh, is, is the Blues mascot, and I think it's wonderful that she gets to experience all that. But, you know, the, the media has just been, like, blasting that everywhere because it's a great story, and I don't, I guess I don't blame them, but it's like, Twitter's algorithm is making sure that I see it every single time. And I'm just like, bro, I know, yeah. like, I know. Like, good for you, Layla. I'm so happy for you. You deserve everything that could ever be for anybody. But man, I just want Twitter's algorithm to, to not show it to me right this second. I'm with you all the way. Speaking of algorithms, Facebook put an ad in my feed for Hamilton collection. And it was one of those precious moments thing was 
things with a boy and a girl wearing blues jerseys, celebrating the cup win, holding a, a Stanley Cup. And I reported. <laughs> okay, guys, ready? I reported it as offensive. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a note back saying that they 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 investigated my report. <laughs> I don't think they said it was offensive, but I said it was. <laughs> hey, what do they say? You can't tell people <laughs> what how to feel, right? Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it's a fact that that thing was offensive to me at that moment. It was just not how I felt. It was a fact. Oh, you know, I, I think the only thing that has kind of lessened the blow for me at all was... Uh, watching what happened in basketball last night with the the big old trade and all of that and all of the fallout and just like the inevitable LeVar ball breakdown. Oh my God. Uh, It was just like, you know, like once I realized that Lonzo ball was a part of that trade to the Pelicans, it was like, Oh man, LeVar ball is going to say some dumb shit and I am here for it. I want that in my veins. Like now. So you think LeVar ball is kind of like Thanos? He's no, because Thanos is, Thanos is somebody I like. <laughs> the the inevitable like joy of Lakers fans who are excited about this when they don't do anything next year because a team with that many superstars has to take some time to figure itself out. Hmm. I'm ready for that. Fantastic. He is back to the Bruins for a second. I'm sorry to open old wounds or new wounds or old and new wounds, all the wounds. Um, The devastation in that locker room. Oh, I know it, it tore me to shreds again, but I will say it says something about what kind of a team they are, you know, like, every media outlet said they had never seen a locker room that devastated. And and that says something. Um, and, you know, when they asked individual players about, you know, contracts and returning and all that stuff, like to a man, every single one of them was like, I love this place. I want to be back. I can't wait. Like, and, and maybe you can't fit all the guys back. I mean, look at, you know, you've got Chara coming back. You've got Mojo just played himself into a fantastic contract. Who, and I would love for him to come back. You know, you have your logjam at defense and the expansion draft coming. You have all these problems. But, like, that we should take some comfort in that. For sure. In that, you know, this is a great environment and they all want to be here. And, yeah. that, and that the kids were devastated. The, yeah, the, the little cubs were devastated because they understood how important it was, and and they really wanted it. And I I really do think that they are going to be back. I do think so. And yeah, I, I mean the window is obviously a problem, but um I do think that they're going to be back. I think you know they got their taste of it, and now you know the McAvoys and the DeBrusques and Carlos of the world are like, you know what, we we got to go do it. We got to get this done. We need this. We're not going to go there and not get it and not come back and and take what's ours, you know? But we have a lot to look forward to. I think it'll be... And and that's the thing. We have so much to look forward to, but it just hurts right now. Yeah. Yep. And these guys will get better. You know, they'll they'll heal. Well, I don't know about Kevin Miller, but the rest of them will heal. Oh, my God. Okay, one last thing I'm going to ask you about. 
because I asked the other guys about this. How do you feel about the Bruins going out and celebrating? You know, if they need to blow off steam, let them blow off steam. And if that's how they're going to do it, that's great. You know, like, I know that this is, this is like, super passe, especially in, in a Boston sports context, but I saw that stupid movie, Fever Pitch, you know, and there's that scene where Jimmy Fallon sees, like, Johnny Damon and the rest of them out, just, like, nothing had happened or anything like that, and that's exactly the way it is. It's like, you know what? In our professional lives, if we uh, have a bad day or things don't turn out the way that we want them to, we go and we take care of ourselves the best way we know how. And if that means uh, having a party where you've got ski goggles on and you're you're dancing around like a fool, like, you know what? Awesome. Good for you. Yep. Go do it. Yep. yep. And, you know, they just they played 106 games. They deserve a fucking drink. They deserve a party. You know what? Listen, not winning Stanley is miserable enough, right? I mean, all of those guys came within inches of their dream, you know, of, of our dream, of absolutely of their dream. It's bad enough to feel shitty about that, but then they should go home and be miserable about it too, you know? Like, they're a team, they're getting their feelings out, they're getting their drink in there. You know what? It's fine. Besides, I'm sure they had plenty of champagne hanging around it that they needed to get rid of. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, they probably felt good about not drinking that swill Corbell. So, well, that's true. You know, yeah. I saw that and I was like, oh God, no, that's for spraying. That's not for drinking. I'm mm-hmm. such a snob. But no, I, you know, I've You're had, a snob. I am a snob. I'm saying I, I, I okay. You know. Well, like, <laughs> I got to have Dom. That's how I am. But anyway, I am very spoiled. No, I, I see nothing wrong with it. I think anybody who has something, you know, has some problem with it is an idiot. That's basically what it is. Because it's like, yeah, they didn't win the Stanley Cup, but 29 other teams did not get to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final. So mm. you can't treat your season as a loss. Yep. You should enjoy yourself. You should enjoy this moment in time. Yeah, it, it's not what you wanted, but... but... Mandy, was it you who retweeted that super bad take where the guy starts off like... Second place is the first loser. Oh, God. Bro, put that No Fear t-shirt back in the 90s where it belongs. Seriously. Exactly. Like, what a jackass take. What a horrible take. Oh, my God. Uh, And and you know what? Here's the other thing. These guys aren't accountable to us. No. No. They're not accountable to you. And they're people. And they have feelings. And, oh, my God. Can you believe all this shit? Anyway, yeah, I just wanted to see what you thought because everybody, everybody's, the correct response is, go have a party. You did great. You fell a little short of the goal. It happens. You can't have everything. Did anybody expect the Bruins to make it to the Stanley Cup final? No. Not this year, no. No. I thought they were a year or two away. They saw an opportunity because the road was cleared and they just said, fuck it, let's go. We're running down the street. Absolutely. I think, you know... this is great experience for them. I mean, yeah, they have guys that have been there. You know, they have the Charas and the Rasks and the Bergerons and Marchands, but, and Tory Krug. But, um, you know, this is a huge experience, I think, for the younger crowd for that uh, of the Bruins. Um, and I think that they're going to take this and they're going to say, we need to do this right this time. You know, and I think you're, you're going to see 
over the next probably two years. I think we're we're going to see them be back. Mm-hmm. They'll get back. It just sucks. I feel a little bit better now. I haven't really talked about this in the last few days. Maybe, maybe not talking about it hurt more. How do you feel? Yeah. Uh, you I, know what? Uh, it, it just is what it is, which is the most cliche thing to say uh, when you lose a sports thing. But it is what it is. I mean, that's that's it. I, you know, I left there Wednesday night after, you know, wandering around town for a while and being belligerent and yelling at the blues fans for riding in a pedicab because that's slavery. Um, I, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I was losing my mind and this is, this was alcohol free. Um, I just, the adrenaline had just ruined me. I was beside myself, the feelings, you know, when, by the time I got home, I had thought I was over it, but I wasn't over it. I couldn't help but look at Twitter look at everybody's sad faces and I woke up the next morning and I hopped in the shower, took a cold shower cause I deserved it. I was a loser. And um, <laughs> <laughs> all these winners get heat. And, um, and I walked out the door and it was fucking raining out and it brought it all back. I just needed some sunshine cause I walked out that door and I was like, Oh, this is exactly how I feel. Great. And then, you know, at my office, you know, I'm the Bruins girl. So uh, I mean, I can't tell you how many texts, email. I mean, and this is thoughtful, but I can't tell you how many texts, emails, phone calls, and phone calls to my closest friends at work were made to see if I was okay. Um, and so while that's thoughtful, for two days, it just kept being rehashed. Like, I'd be like, all right, I feel like I feel better. And then somebody would walk by that I hadn't seen yet, and they'd be like, hey... Sorry about the Bruins. Uh, at least we won some Super Bowls. And I'd be like, no, just live in the moment, man. The, the current thing is the, the hockey loss, okay? <laughs> you know? Yes, we're still NFL champs. Yes, we're World Series champions. Yes. But that doesn't do anything for me right now. We're not Stanley Cup champions. I thought I was going to a parade on Saturday. I got a sunburn instead. Well, I mean, I would have got a sunburn anyway, but I would have been drunk. So whatever. I don't know. So thank you guys, uh, Mandy yeah. and Josh, for talking um, some therapeutic Bruins, Bruins, Bruins stuff. Now you know why editing takes a while for me. <laughs> 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 um, so thank you for talking about the therapeutic stuff. I hope it helps other fans who may or may not having having may not have problems with this or may have problems. Who knows? So. We look forward to talking to you again soon, some way, somehow, about something. Now Jeff does his thing. Okay, so uh, listeners, um, thank you for being with us through this long season. Um, We are, of course, barely on topic. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you're like us, give us a follow. Rate us some stars, write a review, tell your friends. We'll appreciate it. If you want to talk to us, you can find us on Twitter. That's at Barely On Topic. Or on Facebook, that's at Barely On Topic Podcast. And then, of course, our individual Twitter accounts. I am at Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. And I am, thank you for listening, dot com. Also known as at VA from RI. Tim? Word.